I don't understand why they don't just stab Harry in the neck. That, I, why, why don't they do that? That's a way to enter the podcast. Well, I don't... Listen, I know I'm not supposed to know certain things about the movie series. There's my, the, the dog is in the way. Do you want me to move the dog? You want me to move the dog? I just want to make sure that the mic can hear you. That's hey! The mic can hear you. <laughs> why don't they just stab him? I'm America. Hi. That's James. Yes. He's angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Um, this is Deathly Hallows Part 1, Episode 2 of City Wave Cinema. Right. Now. Last we left off. Dumbledore's the bad guy. Snape has no allegiance to anyone. And Harry still sucks the most out of all the protagonists that there are. Where did we actually leave off in the movie? Uh, After the boys fought. The boys fight. Ron runs away. He runs away because he's mad because he's there. And he thinks uh, Harry and Hermione are cheating on him. Listen. I know he's got horny on the brain. And I know... He's worried about his family. I know the Horcrux did bad things to his brain. And he's worried about his family. But god damn it, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Not according to like 50% of the Harry Potter fandom. Fuck all of them. A hundred percent of them. Thank you. Oh. oh, I've never loved you so much in my life. I just really like Ron and Hermione and everyone that says Harry and Hermione should be together. I disagree wholeheartedly. Let's recall briefly a time when there were people who are legitimate fans and real life people in this world who are like, you know who I ship? Hermione and Snape. If that's you... How are those daddy issues going? I'll fucking fight you you sick fucks that's fucked up shipping it's weird i don't like it anyway Anyway. the dumbest shit that ron's all butthurt about some shit that he knows isn't true deep in his heart of hearts but he'll be back later don't worry he has to. We have to have the rest of the movie. And the rest of the next movie. Uh, they, yeah. So. There's still like easy six hours left. The locket made Ron mad. Then they went to, it was in, it was Christmas. Basically, they just went around looking for horcruxes and being sad and not having any fun at all. Because who's the comic relief in the party? Ron. It's Ron Weasley! All the Weasleys are comic relief. And you motherfuckers made him mad because you made him wear the goddamn Horcrux for 12 hours and then you went off with Hermione for 10 minutes to do magic sleuthy shit. Don't forget that Hermione tied that scarf on the tree. I asked out loud when she did it, why? So if Ron came back to that place, he would knew that he would know they weren't there. 
or something to that effect. In the continuing trend of no one using their brain, Hermione ties her scarf to a tree outside of the wards. This will come back to bite everyone in the ass later. Now, damn it. Janet? <laughs> nice. Uh, a little we, delayed. We there. do we do Christmas, and and we do Christmas by going to Godric's Hollow, uh, where Harry was born. Wait, is that a real place? In real life? Yeah, in real life. No, Godric Gryffindor is not a real person. Well, I mean, they filmed it in a real place. Uh, I, the the place is a real place. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Now, I, I, why do I have this sword right now? I'm just fucking waving it about. You you picked it up. Uh, this is the Gryffindor. You started sword. talking about the sword of yeah, Gryffindor. I wish I had the sword of Gryffindor, but it's so expensive. Then you just design one. It's so expensive. We just build one. We just make our own. You got a um, forge lying around? I don't know about. Maybe I'll find that TikTok forge guy. Anyways. Anyways. Since we don't have Ron and we're sad and alone and sad. We go to Godric's Hollow, and we go, okay, now, we heard a rumor from those people who aren't, who, who are useless to us, really, um, that, uh, fucking Dumbledore was real tight with this lady named Bathilda. Is that her name? Yep, good job. Bathilda. Bathilda Baggins. Bagshot. Sure, Baggins. Bilbo and Baggins is not. But they the Baggins. Okay. And she lives in Godric Hollow and is fucking crazy. So they go to Godric's Hollow and they find a church and they go, oh shit, it's Christmas Eve. And they're like, oh, well, that's sad. And then they fucking find, they find Harry's parents' grave. and Well, Harry finds that and Hermione finds the Deathly Hollow symbol on some other dude's grave. Whose name escapes me, but that's because he doesn't matter. Uh, Percival... Remedimedivit? I think that's it's the Percival family, and his name is something else. Sure. It, it doesn't matter. Um, it could be anybody. Now, the, uh... The, they look at the grave, and it's sad, and it's touching, and it's great. And then there's someone watching them. What's this? Is this a sword of Gryffindor? It's two hundred dollars. You want a two hundred dollars? This is a decorative sword. Why not just get a real sword for less and use it to stab people? I want it. All right, Luna. Um, so there's somebody watching them, and Hermione mm -hmm. sees, and then Harry sees, and then it starts. The figure starts like shambling off. And when I say shambling, I mean they go to great lengths to make sure that you can see that they're shambling. They're walking funny. In a way that doesn't make sense. It's because it's not a person. And Harry goes, I think that's Bathilda. And so they follow her. And they find Harry's house from when he was a baby and nearly murdered. There's a staple sticking out of it. This is dangerous. What's wrong with my sword? There's a fucking staple sticking out of it. In two places. There and on the other side. Anyways. It's filed down. It's not pokey. Anyways, 
the oh my god dude they they go to harry's house which is still not rebuilt in 17 years why question mark and they're standing there and being sad about it and then fucking uh bathilda's just like they're looking at him like real close to him out of nowhere like she moved unnaturally and i noticed that but didn't write anything down about it because i was like oh weird creepy Oh. This is where James stopped taking notes for the rest of the movie. Basically. So we're going to struggle through this together. Now, the they go to Bathilda's house. Bathilda lets them in, and then they're looking around, and they're asking her questions, and she's not answering questions. She's not saying anything, really. And then she goes upstairs, and Harry follows her, and Hermione snoops around, and it's a fun little, there's tension music building and they're cutting back and forth between Hermione snooping around and Harry following Bathilda Baggins. And then they get up to the top and uh, she starts speaking parcel tongue. And I was like, oh, uh, uh-oh, uh, uh-oh, this is bad. Anytime we fucking deal with parcel tongue, it's bad news. It's bad fucking news every time we do this shit. And, and then Hermione finds bloodstains in the ceiling. And this is the second time in the Harry Potter series where we've done bloodstains in the ceiling. So obviously J.K. Rowling doesn't have any new ideas. So they, 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 we go back to Harry who speaks Parseltongue back. And then he, what does he fucking find? He finds a picture of Grindelwald. What's he find upstairs though? Uh, he finds a book that she points out to him, which has all of the, uh, Dumbledore family in it. And then she, and like, Nagini comes out. Alright, she turns into Nagini because Nagini is a magic snake that can be a person, apparently. And so they have a quick fight with Nagini. Harry breaks his wand. Fucking... Uh, they apparate out of there, and they go to another fucking spot. And I point out, this is probably the most useful thing Hermione's done in a long time, besides have everyone's stuff packed and ready to go at a moment's notice. Uh, she went on fucking muggle adventures with her parents, when her parents remembered who she was, and fucking they went to all these cool places all over the all over england and they they can just like dip to new places all over england you know it'd be cool hmm. let's sidebar real quick it'd be really cool if hermione and her parents did a quick america tour so what is this the mid 90s is that when it's set mm, yeah the story's set in the mid 90s so well it's like the seven ninety yeah what year is it? In the Deathly Hollows Part 1? In the Deathly Hollows Part 1. What year is it? Somebody find this information for me. Because how cool would it have been? Because all you have to do to apparate to a place is have been there and think about it. 1998. 1998. Yeah. 1998. I was three years old. Deathly Hollows Part 1 events took place. How dope would it have been? If Hermione and her parents had done a America, maybe like just an Eastern Seaboard tour or something, where they hit like 
DC, come find New York me in, City. Come find me in NYC, Voldemort. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm saying. Like, catch me across the pond. England is such a small place. I live in the state of Texas. Texas, if you drive for 10 hours, you're still inside of Texas. If you drive for 10 hours in England, you probably are in another country. Drive across the bridge. You, I mean, England is an island, so you just end up in another country. England's so small. There's so little amount of ground that the fucking Snatchers and Death Eaters have to cover to find these people. Can you imagine if when they escape New Guinea, Hermione thinks fucking New York City. Boom! They apparate to New York City. They disappear forever. Voldemort loses. Kind of. Yes? It takes around 15 or 16 hours to drive across Great Britain. North-south or east-west? North-south. All right. East-west It's probably like six. It's a small-ass country. The point, the point is... England's cool and all, but your odds at hiding in one of the major metropolitan areas in North America are way fucking better. That's why Newt came over here. Newt Scamander, another wizard who I think is way better than all the other fucking wizards we experienced. We'll be putting those movies on the voting list as soon as we're done with this one. I've actually seen one of those movies. <coughs> I need to rewatch it. Fucking. And actually take Newt, notes. Newt. Man, gotta go to fucking... You gotta go... Just go to America, dude. Like, you think the Death Eaters are gonna fucking find you in America? No, you're not gonna find the Horcruxes. And that makes it difficult. Because you gotta find the Horcruxes. That's your whole fucking thing right now. But you can hide there while you're doing your research. Yeah. They're not gonna go to America to find you. There's only, like, 20 of them. There's, like, 20 Death Eaters. And they sit at the same fucking table as Voldemort. They live in the middle of England in a shitty manner that used to be cool. And Draco Malfoy is one of them. They're not going to fucking go to America. How many are there? 28. I was close. You were really close. I'm actually very impressed. Good job. There's just not many of them. You think they're going to bother wasting time to go to America? No. 26 were alive at the Battle of Hogwarts, but only 23 of them fought. Huh. Just fun facts. If the Death Eaters... Okay, logically. If the Death Eaters are going to go to another country to look for you, they're going to Germany or they're going to France. Or they're going to uh, Ireland. Because that's right there. Maybe one goes north to, like, Sweden and Norway and Finland. Otherwise, they're going straight to mainland Europe, dude. They're not going anywhere else. They're not going down to Africa. They're not going down to fucking Portugal. They're not... They're going... To the immediate vicinity countries. There's no way in hell they're crossing the fucking ocean. And if they do and you apparated there, because Hermione has been there on this fake vacation that I just made up, I could have written a better fucking series. Anyways, uh, th- th- that would have been fucking way cooler. Percy Jackson went all over the fucking country. Surely the fucking Golden Trio could have done it. Nagini's a bitch. And then nothing really happens for a while. So I didn't take notes. Uh, 
until... I mean, Ron comes... Well, no, it's until that. That's literally like the next scene. So they 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 go to a cold, wintry forest because it's cold and wintry. And they set up their fucking wards and their tent and shit. And then Hermione tells Harry that she broke his wand. And he's like, it's just... It, it, Daniel Radcliffe fucking kills it because he disguises his insane rage with that's fucked and because he says it's done but he says it in a harsher type way so you you know that he's mad but he's also trying to be like i guess we're fucked so like he's sitting out there he's like i'll just give me all your shit give me your fucking one give me the locket go get warm i'll sit out here in the cold and be miserable why doesn't the person in the tent take the locket? No one's thinking with their brain about this locket. And maybe it's because the locket's making them not think with their brains, but it's not explained and it's stupid. Yeah. I got I I there's so many things in Deathly Hollows where I just have no defense for. And also so much of this movie is spent in the tent wandering or the book and the movie. The book especially, so much time is spent like hanging out in the fucking tent doing nothing. It is probably my least favorite book in the entire series. Because it's just like... And then they went back to the tent. I was like, and then we're still in the fucking tent and nothing has happened and it's been like three chapters. And we're still in the fucking tent and nothing has happened. We've done nothing. Nothing has progressed. And we're still in the fucking tent. So yeah, they're in the tent. Uh, no, Hermione's in the tent. Harry's got the stuff. And then he sees another ominous blue light after he looks in his weird mirror shard looking for Dumbledore and Dumbledore is not there. Uh, you know why it's uh, people outside gotta wear it? Why? Because plot got a fucking plot. That's my only explanation. Is Because if you don't make the person... Yeah. If you don't make the right person wear it at the right time, the plot doesn't fucking happen. If Ron doesn't wear it, he doesn't get mad, he doesn't leave. If he doesn't leave, he doesn't help Harry get the sword. Blah, 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 blah. And stupid bullshit so harry sees another ominous blue light now we've had an ominous blue light once already in this movie and it led to an attack of death eaters so in my extremely professional opinion if harry potter sees an ominous blue light even if it turns into a patronus he should not follow it whose patronus is that james do you know it's mom's no Whose Patronus is the doe? I was I wanted to ask during the movie, but I didn't want to distract you, so I was just curious. If is it that Snape's Patronus? I was just actually curious if you knew. That's all. Your mom got it tattooed on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. My mom does have the doe tattooed on her shoulder. Looks really cool. That tattoo looks. Whose cool. fucking Patronus is it? Ah, uh, you gotta wait until twenty twenty two. I'm not telling you. That's a big spoiler. I'm going to ask your mom. Don't ask my mother. She'll know. She'll, She'll tell, tell you. <laughs> She'll tell me who it is. She'll, you'll just be like, what? You, you don't even have to ask her a question. You'll just be like, what's your tattoo again? Which, what was the tattoo you got on your shoulder? She'll be like, it's Snape's Patronus. I'll be like, aha! Aha! I was right! Anyways, the, the Del Patronus rolls up and then dips just deeper into the woods. And so Harry's like, I know. I'll take my jacket off in the cold woods at night and I'll follow it. Because I'm a smart boy. 
But he's not a smart boy. He is, in fact, an idiot. Not for following it. The plot needed him to follow it. But he's just an idiot in general. So he goes and he follows the Patronus and he finds a frozen pond and the Patronus turns back into a blue ball, which is a red flag for me. And then it sits out on the ice. And he's like, I'm going to touch it. And so he steps out on the ice and the ice starts As you know, ice does when it starts cracking and you're going to fall through and die. And so he starts walking out there and then it just like sinks through the ice and down into the into the depths of this pond. And so he's like, oh, I know. I'll wipe the ice with my hand because that will do something. Which normally it wouldn't do something. It's just covered with snow. It looked more like frost to me, I guess. I don't know. I've only ever seen like natural ponds and lakes when they're frozen are, over like, thick, be like really opaque and like you can't see through it. So this whole thing to me was like, this is all a setup and it's bullshit. Where it's the clear ice from Frozen. Yeah, the clear ice. Fuck you for doing clear ice in your fucking movie. There is... But also, it's not clear ice because there's water underneath the two inch layer of ice. But what I'm there is like a whole thing about like the ice in like Norway and England and Europe being different than the ice we have here and like clear ice and thing. I don't know. The Carlin brothers did an episode about it. I'm sure it's sciencey, but it's probably because mm. we manifest destiny our way through here, made all the nature shitty. Anyways, um, so he just wipes his hand across it. Like I wonder where the light went, and he looks down there and. <laughs> The light's down there, and there's a fucking... Well, son of a bitch, it's the sword. Just the, in a pond. The big, important sword that we're going to use to destroy all the Horcruxes. There she is. In a pond. In a pond in the middle of nowhere. How convenient. One could say it's an ex machina, but I don't know how it got there, so it has to be an unknown ex machina until I learn. How convenient. While it's not explained to me. And this is a temporary opinion that I'm going to hold very fast to. It's the dumbest fucking thing that the sword that they need that they don't know where it is is in the middle of the fucking woods in a pond under the ice. What the fuck is that? Until it is explained to me why it's there, there is no fucking reason. It's so incredibly coincidentally stupid. Clearly. Someone put it there for them and then led them there with the Patronus. Dumbledore's dead! I didn't say it was Dumbledore, I said someone. No one else is that smart. They're... The whole time, no one's been as smart as Dumbledore. Ah. But past James tells me otherwise. I've been listening the to... fuck did I say? I've been listening... Who did I say was smarter than Dumbledore? I've been... A lot of people, first of all. But I've oh, been saying... Shit! <laughs> I've been listening to all the podcast episodes back because they're just good background noise sometimes. Oh, my God. And you've said several other people are smarter than Dumbledore. Uh, What? You flicked your head up so fast. I developed a theory. What's your theory? Ah... Shall not reveal it. Then what are we doing here? We shall reveal it soon, but not now. We have the rest of the movie to happen. Okay. Now, the sword's there. It's fucking dumb. The sword's in the pond. So Harry goes, Oh, I know. I'll use one of those other spells I know but don't ever use in combat ever to whoosh the pond. And so he whooshes the pond, and there's a big hole in the ice now, and that's great. And then he goes... I'm also going to, like an intelligent person, get in the freezing cold water. And so He tries take... to summon the sword first. He does say Accio sword, and the sword doesn't give a shit about your Accio spell. 
I want to know how. I would Accio like to works. know the rules on Accio. I just can was you thinking, look up the yeah. rules on Accio? Does it only work on non-magic items? Because it feels like it only works on non-magic items. Except Harry summoned his broom. And he summoned the fucking magic potion. There's probably a spell you can put like on the item so that it can't be sum- summoned. Is a probably what I'm going to. Also, what's assume. the range on Accio? Can I make Accio a spell in D and D that's homebrewed that I can give to my wizards for funsies? Yes. Ah, I'll make it. Better. I mean, Harry summons his broom all the way from like the competition ring from his dormitory. The range on Accio is like two hundred miles. Summons an object from a distance is the effect. So why doesn't it work on the fucking sword? Just keep talking. Okay, come all back right. to me. Well, he takes all his clothes off like a smart person, and then jumps in the water. But. Like an idiot! He kept the locket on. Instead of, oh, I don't know, leaving the locket in the tent with Hermione. In the magic wards. And damn near soon as his hand almost touches the sword, that motherfucker tries to kill his ass. And it drags him away from the hole in the ice that he's cut. So he's stuck under the ice and he's kicking the ice and then someone's walking on the ice and he's just going... As he's being strangled to death by this fucking locket. And now another motherfucker's in the in the water. And they grab the sword and they grab his ass. And then we cut to eyes opening. And he's being like dragged out of the pond. And he's like thrown up against the wall. And he goes, huh, Hermione. And Ron goes, no, you dumb fuck. It's me, Ron Weasley. Yes, America. And to answer the summoning question, I have read so much about the summoning charm just now. Um, it's taught in your fourth year at Hogwarts. It is uh, one of the oldest spells known to Wizarding Society. Um, it cannot be used on buildings. It 90% does not work on most living things unless generally those things are not considered worth summoning, such as flobberworms. Um, the, as long as the caster can clearly envision the object in their mind, you should be able to summon it, no problem. However, there are counter spells that could be placed on objects to keep them from being summoned. Most wizarding goods sold as of the 20th century and early 21st century came pre-enchanted with anti-theft spells to keep them from being summoned by anyone but their rightful owners. Who owns the Sword of Gryffindor? Technically... Hogwarts. It's it's literally the school's artifact. It was bequeathed by the headmaster to one Mr. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Proxy's saying no, but we read that off the wiki. I literally have proof. Goblins. It's a goblin-forged item. All we got in the chat was no goblins. Wait, it is Goblin Forged, right? It's Goblin Mage, yes. Where are the fucking dwarves? They're the ones who do forging. Um, I guess they would probably have it enchanted of some sort. Uh, anywho, or maybe it's literally just so powerful that you can't accio it because <laughs> it's absorbed everything. Um, man, so... Ron fucking saves harry's life and then they're like all right 
I'm gonna open the instead of getting Hermione, they go, Alright. I run, I'm gonna open the Horcrux, you smash it because it made you the maddest. And Ron's like I think that's fair, like you have to overcome kay. your darkest demons kind of thing. Sure, I don't have a problem with the way they decided to go about doing it. I have a problem with the fact that they didn't bother to go get Hermione. Because, like, just do everything as a trio, okay? You've fucked around and done shit as a duo and it sucks ass. Do everything as a trio. I cannot be fucking comfortable. Is it your neck? Partially. So, this is what I'm going to look like from the rest of this podcast. You're going to look like an adult in every children's series in the early 2000s. You're a child. I know. Um, man, so this enormous, what what is the precursor to Sky Towers from Marvel movies and Batman movies, uh, as soon as the locket opens, this geyser of black shit comes out. And then it like it, I guess it's most in tune with Ron, and so and he's got the sword, so it determines him as a threat, probably. Yeah. And so it like goes. I know your mind, but your greatest fears. Wow! And the spiders start crawling, and Ron goes, "Ah, spiders!" Because you know Ron. He goes, "Ah, spiders!" He hates and, spiders. I can't blame him. And then it shows the worst. AI rendition of Daniel Radcliffe I've ever seen. Next to the worst AI rendition of Hermione Granger I've ever seen. That's Emma Watson, by the way. Like, for you people who noted that I fucked it up. I was like, you use actor name one actor and name character one, name two. Character name two. So, it, it's just a terrible CGI representation. And then they, they just like shit on Ron for like 35 seconds and then they start making out. But like, it goes on for like six too many seconds and they, they like started making out and Ron was like ah, ah. and then they start like really making out like aggressively making out and it's like this you see what's going on right here it's like that and there's fucking it's like you're watching it and you're like <laughs> I didn't want to see this this that's not this is gross you didn't want to see naked Emma Watson and naked Daniel Ratcliffe kiss no <laughs> no I did not you had to think about that for a second it's because you led with naked Emma Watson and I was like mm, no no I didn't ask for any of this not in my <laughs> PG-13 movie no I didn't want any of that shit and it's seared into my eyeballs forever I was like, man, I'm happy with Hermione and Ron. That's a nice pairing right there. That's pretty fucking good. Every time you say it. And then they it, gave me robot versions of a worse version of a relationship. And they fucking go to town, dude. It's like, I, I just, I, I got pulled out of it so far. I was like, man, they made the actors fucking do that, didn't they? Oh! Yes. And actually, they talk about no, that. No, dude! That sucks! That's so shit! Oh, I hate it! That's so awful! They talk about that frequently in interviews. Like, the yeah, they're like, yeah, man, I didn't really want to fucking make out with Emma, but we fucking did it, so... Fun fact, Rupert Grint had to be removed from set during the kissing <laughs> scene between Daniel and Emma because he couldn't stop laughing. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, of course, because it's like, you're watching it and you go... Oh, 
that's not... That's not how that's supposed to be. Oh, no. No, we've established characters, and this is... I don't like that. Also, every time you say that Ron and Hermione deserve to be together, I just fall in love with you so much more and literally just want to stop podcast so I can go to the other room. Dude, I'm gonna fucking make you mad at me one day. I'm gonna be like, babe, Ron and Hermione is better. And you're gonna be like, God, I love you. <laughs> and I'll win! I've won! I've won, ladies and gentlemen! It was that easy! All right. Fucking the one thing J.K. Rowling did right was give us that relationship. That's the good one. And also Hagrid and his girlfriend. The giantess. It's fucking great. Ron and Hermione make out. Or not Ron and Hermione. Harry and Hermione if make out. If only Ron and Hermione would make out. Then it would be like, alright, we're supposed to see that. <laughs> so Ron is like, and he smashes the thing, but Harry is a fool and he hides like underneath it. So like if he missed, he was going to take Harry's fucking head off. And then so they smash it. And then they go back, and they, and Hermione wakes up, and she goes out there, and is and she she's just standing there like, and Ron's there, and he's got the fucked up locket, and he's got his backpack, and he's all soaking wet, and he's like, he's got the sword in the other hand, and he's like, hey, and she gets so mad at him, and I was like, that's some real relationship shit right there. Mm -hmm. You show up like, hey, we did the thing, and that's why I was saying, man, you gotta go get Hermione, because if you don't go get Hermione, she's gonna be mad later. That's exactly what I, I fucking knew it from the moment that Ron showed up to save Harry. I was like, you gotta go get her. You can't just do this shit by yourselves. That's foolish. And they went and fucking did the shit by themselves, like fools. They're fucking fools, I tell you. I had to breathe deeply after that. That was a lot of yelling. Side note, yeah. just as someone who grew up in the mountains and in the cold, Ron's 100% dead from hypothermia. Oh, he's for sure got... Harry's fine because he put on dry clothes. And Ron's got hypothermia out the ass, dude. He's fucking gonna die. Because they did not use magic to dry him in between, like, the sword... If only and they had. ...and thing and walking up to Hermione. No. That whole time, Ron was just standing in wet clothes. So. Ronald X Machina. Real talk. And then they do this fucking story about how Ron, like, found them. The beam of light in his heart. And I was like... That sounds like Hermione's voice. Even if... Even if it did happen. It did. It sounds so contrived that I'm kind of with Hermione and that shit just sounds like fucking lies. She really does just go, uh-huh, and, like, walks off. But also, she doesn't question how he found them. He gives her an explanation, a true explanation. It sounds ridiculous, but she just takes that and is like, hey, you're full of it, and doesn't ask how he found them anyway. She's just like, this fucking lion. And she's just mad at him. Why? It's fucking dumb. It's fucking dumb. Uh... Like I'm getting too angry. And then a bunch of other shit happened. The next note I have is that Dobby's a gangster. Uh, they get caught by the Snatchers. Bingo! What? Where do they operate to? Because they go somewhere else. They do. They go to a place. Where do they go? Where do they go? What do they do? I don't remember. Dude, I've seen the movie and I don't remember. We've been so scatterbrained with this podcast tonight. 
Um, so they do the sword thing. They do the sword thing, and then they fucking go to somewhere else. They go back to where they were, because the, I recognized the set of trees, and the fucking scarf wasn't on the trees. But why did they go to the I don't think the they go anywhere else. So they just go back to that place that they've already been? I think, yeah, they're, like, trying to, like, hide somewhere else, keep switching places. That's cool and all. But I, I, I really can't remember. First off, why do you go back to the place you've already been? Never go back to the scene of crime, guys. Why would you go back? Why? I don't understand. Why? So. Not yet. We're not there yet, Green Gorilla. We're not there yet. We're about to get there, but we're not there yet. So they go back. Somehow they end up back they in go the back same woods. To where Hermione tied her scarf to the tree, and I told you it would come back to bite them in the ass, because why would you leave <gasps> evidence of your existence in a place where snatchers have already been suspicious of you? Why? Why would you go back? You fools! Fools, all of you! And they go back and they're like, Ron's like, well, I'll set up the wards. And he starts walking and then a million people come out from behind the tree. He's like, ha ha! And there's that one werewolf guy from the other movie who drew the curtains during the Half-Blood Prince. And he's like, ha ha! And everyone's like, oh! And then they just start running. And then we have a shaky cam sprinting sequence where no one does magic good at all, including the bad guys. Yes? Why are you smacking yourself in the forehead? Because I can't think that's why well we put the harry potter books that we we're supposed to read in the boxes because we're packing yeah i know so we can't just go look i know it's annoying no i, I just there's lots of things i'm trying to think of and all i can hear is wah, 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 in my head about you being angry about things so continue talking all right so there's this, this chase sequence and no one's doing magic in the correct way and then Hermione in a last ditch effort because she realizes they're pincered and they're not going to get out of it. She whips around and goes, ha-cha! And just dinks Harry straight in the face with a spell. And I was like, the fuck? And Harry goes down and his face is going like, <laughs> and then he has a flashback to Voldemort again because he keeps doing that. And then they fucking, they capture him, they wrap him all up. Yes, America, how can I help you? I just remember the name of the werewolf, that's all. Ah. So they fucking capture him, and they, they, do, they look at the guy, and they give fake names, and they're like... Very oh, smart. Your name's not on the list, you're lying. And then uh, they, like, smooth Harry's hair out of the way, and they go, Well, we're not going back to the ministry with these fuckers. We're going to the Dark Lord. Ha <laughs> And so they take him to the manor. The devilish manner wherein there's really only bellatrix and lucius malfoy well the rest of the malfoy bitch clan anyway so they get in there and bellatrix is like why is his face like that who is that and they're they're like draco knows who it is like he knows. How do the Snatchers know who it is, but Bellatrix and Lucius Malfoy can't fucking figure it out? I don't understand. Well, they all think it's Harry. They all think it's Harry, but they don't want to call Voldemort unless they're 100% sure, which is why they're like, Draco, is this Harry? Is this Harry Potter? Because if, if we call Voldemort and it's not Harry Potter, he's going to fucking kill us all. 
But if it is Harry Potter, like, we're going to be put back in good standing. So, is it Harry Potter? Why'd you make me look bald? And... Why'd you do that? Because that's where the scar is. You're an asshole. (laughs) And so... Oh, no. But, and Draco looks at him, and there's, they go into detail of all this more in the books, but he looks at Harry, and he knows it's Harry, and he gives them a free pass, essentially. He does the classic, uh, Malfoy and shuts the fuck up when he's supposed to. Something Harry never learned how to do. Yeah. Malfoy figured that one out. Come on. He's like, if I don't say it's Oh! Yes? They went to Luna's dad's house! That's where they went! I was like, how did we learn about the Deathly Hallows? Oh, yeah! I literally was like, I don't remember. There was just a You know why? Because it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) That's actually a very important scene, and they learn a lot in that house. They went to Luna's dad's house and had an animated sequence about some wizards who did the Deathly Hallows, and they got the Elder Wand and the Resurrection Stone and the Cloak of Invisibility, which... We haven't seen or used because it's so powerful that you have to ignore the fact that you gave your protagonist the most powerful object that is, you know, available. Because if Harry had the cloak of invisibility on him at all times, which he does, the plot wouldn't fucking happen. He has it with him. Why doesn't he fucking use it? When? Any of the times! It only covers one person right now, so then that leaves Ron and Hermione exposed. A. B. He could have snuck out of the Weasley's house with it. He had it on him. He could have fully done his hero shit. Disappeared into the night. Maybe part of him wanted to be caught. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. He, there's so many times he could have used it. I can only think of one time. There's so many. I can only think of one time, and it's in the very beginning of the movie when he was being transported. Oh, we're running through the forest from the bad guys. Maybe if I duck behind a tree and put on my invisibility cloak, I can just walk away. But then again, Ron and her, his best friend, Hero Complex, his best friends are left out to dry, too. They'll just take him back to the ministry. Which is somewhat worse. Anyways. I, I, whatever. They talk to Luna's dad, then they apparate, then they get caught. They find out about the Deathly Hallows. And then they go to the fucking manor, and they get thrown in jail because Draco doesn't fucking rat on Harry, and Harry's there, like, with a fucked up face. And so they throw Ron and Harry down in the cell, and then Bellatrix just sets out on a personal vendetta, to uh inglorious bastards um all over hermione's arm she wants to find out how hermione got the sword of gryffindor from her vault what is not explained is how it got into bellatrix lestrange's vault in the first place it will be later but it wasn't now so it's stupid two-part movies are dumb as okay Past James disagrees, because past James said Goblet of Fire should have been made into three movies. You just listened to Goblet of Fire, didn't you? Yeah. Why did I say Goblet of Fire should be three movies? 
Oh, so that you could put all the plot in there and make it cohesive. There's too much plot in Goblet of Fire for one movie. We should stop making movies based on books. All books should be made into TV shows from this point on, henceforth. HBO has the money to do it. Netflix has the money to do it. Game of Thrones it. was the greatest show of all time until the showrunners decided to fuck themselves for the whole last season. We only need six episodes. You can you can have ten. We only need six. You 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 could have ten. Can you imagine if the Game of Thrones showrunners did Harry Potter with the same cast? We'd have infinite beautiful episodes of Harry Potter events and sequences that are important to the story and plot, and we wouldn't have to suffer through these two-hour slogs of plotless, voidless, monstrous awfulness. Yes. Can I not have the Game of Thrones people, because they kind of fucked it, and can I have the people that did Series of Unfortunate Events instead, because that was golden? was perfect it was the most perfect interpretation of book to screen i have ever seen in my entire life the game of thrones guys did great until the last season they changed a lot of shit from the books well the books of game of thrones aren't great george rr R. martin's millions care to disagree i read song of ice and fire wasn't into it first season of the show was pretty good we're off topic again all right, so they're in the dungeons and they're fucking torturing Hermione, carving the word mudblood into her arm because <coughs> you know racism is fun to do. Um, it's an odd thing to keep in your sock. Oh yeah, he's still got his glass shard in his sock for some reason, uh, and then he's like, he's looking at it and he sees Dumbledore in it. What the fuck is that? The fucking mirror. It'll, it'll that get tells explained. You? It'll get explained. I don't even know what the shard is. Yeah, they don't explain that in the movie very well. Keep going. Fucking great, dude. So, he's, he's asked Dumbledore's eyeballs for help, and then Dobby rolls up like, Sup, little bitch, I'm here! And Harry's like, Cool, can you get Luna and Ollivander out of here? And Ron's like, To this place. And Harry's like, Yeah, to that place. And then Dobby's like, sir, yes, sir. Apparates the fuck out of there. Fucking Pettigrew comes back down and he opens the cage doors and he's like, huh, where everybody go? And then Dobby is like, bow, bitch! And shoots him in the back with magic like a good and useful wizard would if we had one. Unfortunately, our only good and useful wizard is a house elf. Dobby X Machina, everybody. So Dobby fucking nails Pettigrew in the back, and he goes, ow, and he falls over, and Dobby goes, who gets his wand? And then somebody takes his wand. That was almost a good impression. It's pretty good. Almost good, uh, in my opinion. So and then they sneak up the stairs, and they're like peeking over the stairs, looking at fucking Bellatrix, who's like yelling at the gnome guy, and then slashes it's a goblin. at his, Sure, and slashes at his face with the little knife that she has and he's just like the cut doesn't even bleed it's just a little nick and he's just like standing there like oh, okay like he doesn't even show fear he doesn't give a fuck that guy's got nerves of steel and, and Hermione's like on the ground going uh, uh, because she's been you know 
tormented. And and Ron's like, who'll fucking kill you? And then he runs up the stairs, and then they do a bunch of magic, and they disarm a bunch of people. One of the most important scenes in Harry Potter history. Hi. You'll find out later. And it's gonna make you angry. Oh, baby. Is it because they give Harry Draco's wand? And he uses that to beat Voldemort? Ooh, you were were right there and then you stumbled over the finish line. Is it because Harry casts magic perfectly well with Draco's wand? No. Whose wand does Harry have? Draco. Harry has Draco Malfoy's wand. Why is that important? What fucking core does Draco's wand have? has nothing to do with the actual makeup of Draco's wand and more to the fact that Harry took Draco's wand from Draco. I don't fucking know. Who disarmed Dumbledore? The knight on the... I don't fucking know. Alright. Next to movie in 2022. It'll all make sense to you. Want me, want me to just tell you? Or do you want to wait? So then... <laughs> he wants to wait? Then they... They fucking... Dobby comes, they apparate. Well, Dobby drops the chandelier on. Dobby drops the chandelier on Bellatrix. And there's a joke about only trying to seriously injure a maim. And fucking... The... Dobby apparates them out. Bellatrix throws a knife, and apparently that gets caught up in the apparition. Which, also, let me explain to you how fucking bullshit this is, because we have the rules on apparating. Alright? We have them. If you touch a motherfucker, they come with you. Mm-hmm. If you touch a thing, it comes with you. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't see the knife hit Dobby before the apparition goes off. That's to make his death extra sad. It's bullshit and it shouldn't have happened that way because if it's going by the rules of the magic that we've already stated out loud, why are we ignoring them? You watch it. It doesn't even apparate at the same time as everyone else. It goes after they go. What are the fucking rules anymore they don't matter for plot's convenience we're sacrificing the world building for fucking fun so Dobby takes a knife to the chest fucking dies on the beach Hermione's in too much shock to be useful Ron's like I don't know how to fucking help anyone and so he's just holding Hermione because that's useful. He's comforting. And then Luna's there. Because that's where Dobby, Ter- Ron told yeah, him. Yeah, Dobby to. just went back to the same place twice. Makes total sense. Well, Luna's there and she goes, close his eyes. And then she closes his eyes. And he's, she's, she's like, it's like he's sleeping. And he's fucking dead. For no reason. It is better than seeing someone's eyes when they're dead. There's not a good reason to kill Dobby. Especially when you sacrifice the rules of the world to do it.
And that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Well, not the end end. Voldemort goes to Dumbledore's tomb and oh, yeah. takes the Elder Wand. Voldemort goes to fucking Dumbledore's tomb, moves the fucking stones and shit, slams his dick on top of it and shatters the thing. And then he like breathes on Dumbledore's dead beard and goes, I'll have that. And then he holds, where is it? Give me a fucking pencil or some shit. Where is it? I got a showcase. This is the dumbest fucking thing. We don't have any wands anymore. Okay, we have a we have a bow or an arrow. I mean, Voldemort holds his wands like this. More accurately, more accurately, like this. Yeah, but all the rest of the movie, he's just been like holding it like the most fucking. I think they asked Ralph Fiennes. They asked Ralph Fiennes how would be the most terrible way to hold a wand and he picked up the stick and he was like well what if i like half chopstick half claw and i was just like <laughs> and that was how he went with and they were like fucking great ralph we love that shit and it was like fucking the most evil person that's ever been is over here like i'm going to do all the deaths fuck off so fucking dumb so what would you rate this movie james Cinematically. And you enjoyed the movie. You were so enthralled for most of it. Cinematically. 8 out of 10. The story. Negative 2 out of 100. J.K. Rowling can't write her way out of a fucking hole. And that, everyone... For me, this movie is a solid 8 out of 10. Maybe more. Um, I enjoy the movie. It's sad. I enjoy it. Um, yeah. Any last thoughts or words on Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1? I mean... I really just don't have a lot to say about this movie. Like, I said my bits and pieces, but, like, this movie's just so much exposition for the next movie that it's just... It's extraordinarily frustrating to constantly establish rules and then ignore them later and it's like this is what killed the star wars fandom was uh, making a bunch of rules about how the force was and then making another trilogy where you make new rules about how the force is and then you have to figure out a way because you went back in time you have to figure out a way to make your old rules adapt into the new rules and the whole time at least in the whole time they pretty much stayed within the boundaries of what the rules were. In Ooh. Harry Potter, they don't give a single fuck about the rules at any given point in time. Never once do they give a shit about the rules. I'm gonna be that person. Uh-huh. If you read the books, all the things make more sense. Guess what? You didn't read the books. The books don't fucking matter if the only medium you consume is the movies. And if the only medium you consume is the movies, they're badly written... They're not cohesive, they're really well acted, and they're really well shot. And that's all there is to say about the Harry Potter fucking movies. They're beautiful things to watch, they're excellent acting, sometimes there's a funny line, the story's bad, and it will remain bad until I can, can be convinced to read the books and find out what the fucking plot is supposed to be. I think that's accurate. I think the Harry Potter movies did one of the better jobs of translating page to screen 
I still think there are a lot of flaws in it. Just how it is. I think it's done far leaps and bounds better than some of them. I think there, and we've talked about it in other podcast episodes too. I think there are far worse movie series that have gone off the books. I think Harry Potter is one of the best, sorry, um, adaptations. But I still think it has a lot of problems. All this to be said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of City Wave Cinema. We will be recording again next week. Next week, live. Um, which doesn't matter to you guys listening to us in podcast land. James just ran off oddly. Um, but we will be releasing these episodes weekly. If you want to join us live, we record most of the time bi-weekly. Best way to do that is to follow us on um, any of our social medias, which is under City Waves Gaming. And we will see you next time. Um, the live audience voted for us to do. It was a tie, so we chose to do a Christmas movie because it is Christmas time right now as we're recording this. So it will be Benedict Cumberbatch's version of The Grinch. Um... And then we will do Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 in 2022. So have a great time until we talk again. Bye.